Hi, everybody. This is Jeremy from In Bed by Nine. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're enjoying the episode and wondering how you can support the show, there are several ways you can go about this. First one would be to leave a rating on your preferred, your preferred platform. Um, the second one would be to leave a review. Um, I know not all, not all platforms have the option to leave a review. So if you can't on your platform, um, consider going to Podchaser and leaving a review there. Um, reviews help us get out there, help folks that might be on the fence or looking for something similar to things that they like. Um, just get the show in front of new people. And then finally, um, if you haven't subscribed to the show on, again, your preferred platform, please do so. Um, and also feel free to share it with a friend. Um, word of mouth is such a powerful tool still, and even in the digital age. On to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Hey, 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 everybody. How's it going out there in the podcasting world? Welcome in. It's Jeremy here and myself. Just want to say, hey, welcome to In Bed by Nine. Jeremy, how was your weekend before we get going? Uh, pretty good. Um, you know, did the usual thing with the kids for uh, Easter, had the family down, had a Easter egg hunt on Sunday. First time I've ever used glow in the dark Easter eggs. Uh, thank you to my wife. I'm not sure on the purpose of the whole hiding thing with the glow, but I made the best of it. So they, they had fun. That's really all that matters. So how about yourself? Uh, weekend of chaos. I actually went to a tournament for eight hours on Saturday. Uh, placed uh, in my group, I placed second, which is nice because I could tell everyone below me. You know, I always joke that I'm better than them now still. So they still haven't beat me in the tournament. So it's all good. Um, Saturday or Sunday did the Easter egg thing too. Got up real early, went out in the cold Michigan air and hid a bunch of eggs everywhere. And then the kids went out there and slowly found them because they don't really, especially the two year did not know what was going on until he figured out that if you open these plastic things that there's candy in them. And after that, he did not want to come inside until he found every one of them even though he already did. So yeah. that was fun. Um, but yeah, did the family thing. So really tiresome. Today's Monday, back to work, you know, fun times. <laughs> Absolutely. So, well, sounds good. So I'm glad you guys you had a good Easter. So Yeah, it was good. I can't complain. But now it's snowing. I don't know. In Michigan, I have now literally uh, probably about uh, three inches of snow out of nowhere. Yesterday, summer, or it was summer on the weekend. I'm back in the winter. So, but next weekend, I should be in the 75th, 75. So, I don't get Michigan. That's why I moved away. <laughs> so, all right, cool. So, what do we got on board for today? Well, we have a guest today, Jeremy. We have a guest today. Awesome. We have W. Keith Timms hanging out with today. And I know you found him there, Jeremy, out there. And he's one of our one of our listeners. I know that, and hangs out with us every once in a while. So I want to invite him uh, to introduce himself. So, Keith, do you want to go ahead and say hi to the listeners? Yeah. Hey, everybody. I'm uh, Alex and Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. I uh, of course came across you guys on Twitter, um, where I'm active on the in the podcast and audio drama community over there. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was Jeremy first who uh, had some very nice things to say about some of the stuff that I'm doing. And we got along real oh, well. Yeah. And that's gave me a chance to listen to what you guys do. And um, ever since then, we, uh, we cross paths on the social media and I'm really happy about that. So Absolutely. thanks Same for having here. me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Glad to have you. Like you said, um, one of uh, Keith's uh, 
projects that he does that I'm, you know, waiting for more more to come out. I had I had to binge it, of course. Was um Book of Constellations, so we'll get to that. But yeah, it's definitely uh good stuff. If you haven't listened to it, definitely worth listening. So thanks. Yeah, so I guess I mean, kind of tie into what Jeremy's doing here. Um, you, uh, Jeremy told me he's like you have projects, which is <laughs> a very broad terminology. There's a lot of things happening, so I guess I guess you know the books constellations is an audio drama uh, that you do. So I guess maybe give us a little bit of backstory on that, and maybe sure. any projects you want to kind of lay out a little bit, so we can kind of start picking a brain a little bit, especially since we are a budding podcast. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. I love to hear what you got. So I'll, I'll sort of outline what I'm, what's going on in my life, and then I'll, we can talk about the other stuff individually. So um, I do have one audio drama, which I've completed the first sort of chapter of. It's the major thing. That's the Book of Constellations, which has been mentioned. Um, the other project that I have, which is ongoing, is a more discussion-oriented podcast uh, called The First Episode Of. And it is also about audio drama. And on that, I invite people who make audio dramas to come on my show. And we talk about the creative process and their struggles and successes and things like that. And I just announced recently that I have a new audio drama, which we're going to hopefully start crowdfunding in the next uh, couple of weeks. Um, I'm moving into the horror genre. And this is um, in a collaboration with another podcast called uh, Delivery, which is a horror audio drama. And uh, he and I are collaborating to make a new show called The Love Talker. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm happy to talk about all three of those, uh, if you like. Um, I guess yeah, so, my question, or go ahead, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Well, okay, my... well, yeah. you go. <laughs> you go. Go. Uh, the Book of Constellations, I'll, I'll sort of leave that out first. Yeah. So the, the Book of Constellations is a sort of down-to-earth sci-fi story. Um, and it is uh, about a, a man who claims to be the last survivor of an alien race who has come to Earth, um, and he's here to fight the darkness. Now, what is the darkness? The darkness is what is the force that he believed destroyed his own people, and he mm -hmm. says it's here on Earth. Um, and uh, the, the protagonist is uh, the alien. Uh, his name is Rael. And Rael it travels across the country because he believes that the darkness resides in the governor of the state. And he's fighting the darkness, but he has his own particular approach to these kinds of things. Rather than using weapons or violence, he relies mostly purely on this sort of uncanny intuition that he has. And he tries to practice the sort of radical empathy of understanding what other people do and trying to, under, trying to help as many people as he can. Mm -hmm. um, so across, as he travels across the country, he gathers up people from the forgotten and lost of America uh, on his way to confront the governor and try to um, uh, save the earth. So that's that story. And just completed chapter one, which is 16 episodes. Each episode is about 30 minutes. Nice. Um, and it, it's narrated audio drama. I did it all myself. Uh, so I, I wrote it and produced it and performed in it. So, yeah. That's so out of curiosity, why did you why audio dramas like what brought you to this concept of like i'm gonna do an audio drama yeah that's a really good question yeah that's um, a good i i started actually uh i, I started off in academia okay uh, so I, I was teaching uh at a university and i taught uh theater and film and i i did that for about 20 years 
And honestly, I just got kind of burned out after a while. Mm -hmm. I love working with the students, you know, and there are things about that job that I miss. Um, but some of the other stuff, I just, uh, I was, I was wanted to do something different. And I'd always kind of told myself that, you know, maybe I want to try being a writer for a while. And so I said, all right, I'm in a position where I can afford to give myself a couple of years to see how this works. Um, and so I decided to do that. So first thing I was doing, I was trying to do the traditional writing role. Um, I wrote a novel and I was trying to shop it around. Um, and I wasn't getting any bites. I was kind of discouraged. And so then a friend of mine uh, said, hey, you know, you ought to do a podcast. And I hadn't really thought about it at that point. You know, I was just kind of like, really? What a podcast? And so we, we talked a little bit about it. And that's when I got the idea of maybe doing a story, but doing it in the audio drama format, especially after you listen to some of the ones that are out there. I mean, there's some great um, big names that people love, um, like... Um, um, now, Welcome to Night Vale, of course, is the mm -hmm. really huge one. Um, but there's lots of little stories out there too, uh, small indie podcasts that are telling all kinds of fantastic stories. And um, I thought, you know, what could it hurt? Give it a try. And so I came up with this idea for the Book of Constellations specifically because I knew I wanted to write something that was um, specific for an audio drama that I could do. I knew I didn't have any money. I didn't have any resources. I didn't have actors. I didn't have any of this kind of stuff. No. So I said, I'm going to write something that I know I can produce. Um, and that's, that's how I kind of got into it from there. And from there, it's taken off. And um, I'm starting to do the, the collaborations. And I'm very happy with that. That's cool. And I got to say this much. Your voice is captivating. Like I'm sitting oh, here what? listening to you talk. <laughs> And I'm literally getting like, I'm just getting pulled into it. I'm like, I'm really kind of feeling this. Like, I, I guess I just, just and awkwardness. Well, but you. you're, you're pulling me yeah. into the when story. When he started talking about, about the story. When he started talking about Book of Constellation, I felt like I was listening to it. So I'm, I'm like, what's the <laughs> personal you. narration? <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, you know, it helps that, um, you know, I, like I said, I spent 20 years working, doing theater and voice work and things like that. So yeah. you pick up some things over the years. But thank well, you. I appreciate that. I could tell. I mean, I just wanted to point that out. I was you know, listening to you. I'm like, I'm getting dragged. I'm like getting pulled into your, your your story a lot more by just listening to you, um, which is great. So that's, I mean, that's a great story. And I mean, I, I'm I'm in uh, I'm a teacher as well. Oh yeah. I under I understand the uh, the burnout. Um, oh yeah. As well sure. as this is the point. I mean, I'm not in you know higher academia. I deal with middle schoolers and. Oh yeah. What grade? Seventh grade. Seventh grade. Uh, my son's in eighth grade. So wow. he's right there and that man, he, you know, some of those, sometimes those kids are great, but I know sometimes those kids just, you know, they're, they're good because they're just at the age where they're, they're young enough where you can do like the elementary things and they can have fun with it. Cause they still have that connection to the youth, but then they also yeah. want to be adults. So you kind of have that kind of adult conversation with them too, but you kind of have to be in the middle and be able to balance it. So it's always kind of, I always enjoy seventh grade because of that concept. Cause they're just too young, but just want to be old enough. And yeah. It's yeah, also yeah. fun when you hear their voices drop because they start the year with like, <laughs> you know, very high squeaky voices. And I was like, oh, what's up? I tell you, I can't believe some, someday my son, my son came home. It was not too long ago. And he clo and I come out and said, hey, welcome home. And he goes, hi. You know, I was like, <laughs> what just, who just walked in the door? Yeah. Um, I don't yeah, have any money on me. <laughs> I know. <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> um, so <clears throat> what made you decide to go into horror? Yeah, you went to sci-fi, and you know I'm going to go back to your sci-fi story because I have more questions to dive in that. But I'm going to pull sure. in the horror concept, the new project you're pulling. Yeah, why horror? That's a good question too. Um, 
I'm, I'm always been a fan of horror. I mean, I'm not a big, I can appreciate a good sort of bloody slasher movie, but that's not mm. really my thing. Um, you know, I'm more about, um, I don't know if you guys saw the Netflix show, um, uh, Midnight Mass or The Haunting of Hill House. Haunting Hill House. Yeah, yeah. Those um those are both run by the same guy. Um and I love the kind of slow burn, really emotionally intense kind of creepy kind of stuff. Um so what happened with that was um I was working on Book of Constellations and um I, I try to listen to as many audio dramas as I have time for, um, which unfortunately is not nearly enough. But um, I came across one, uh, another uh, po um, podcast audio drama called Delivery. And uh, it's also a horror con, uh, a horror audio drama. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really struck not only by the creepy story, but it's um, the creator, uh, M.T. Goins. He has this amazing way of using sound to paint this um just unnerving kind of um menacing kind of tone and as you listen to the story it's just like somehow it conveys in sound alone that it, like everything is rusting or grimy or awful and uh i i was just really enamored by the kind of things that he does with that and so um, he was also nice enough to check out Book of Constellations, and he said some nice things about me. And so we sort of talked with each other, and we said, hey, we ought to work together on something. And that's when we started pitching ideas to each other, and that eventually turned into uh, The Love Talker, which we're in pre-production for now. Um, so it was really born out of um, a desire to collaborate with an artist that I really respected, um, and uh, I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about it, so. Yeah, it, it's a very different story than Book of Constellations, right? Uh, Book yeah. of Constellations is, uh, I, I want it to be a hopeful story, right? I want it to be about uh, a way of overcoming the flaws that we have as human beings and trying to find a new way to, to exist together. But horror is not about that, right? Horror as a genre is, um, horror is about the darkest parts of us as human beings, right? Horror is about confronting the, the confronting the most evil parts of who we are, um, and I think you have to explore that. You have to be committed to exploring that in order to tell a really good square, uh, scary horror story. Um, and so we're we're gonna we're gonna dig deep into this uh, into the myth of the love talker, which is an Irish myth, by the way. It was an Irish creature from the fairy creature. It was a, a man who, who would appear in the woods and he would seduce women and they would mm. be so enamored with him that they would uh, literally die of grief when he abandoned them. They would just waste away because they couldn't stop thinking about him. Um, so we're, we're take, doing a take on that. Um, I, I, it's still a very personal story. I think it's going to be about real people with real problems, uh, even though there is kind of a supernatural element to it. Um, but that's really uh, what attracts me to this project is anytime you can have a moving or effective um, emotional kind of um, connection, that really um, gets me excited creatively. Yeah. That sounds really good. Um, when do you guys uh, plan to, uh, to you know, get the first episodes out or? Yeah, for Love Talker, we're going to crowdfund on this. Um, we're hope, like I said, hopefully going to launch crowdfunding in a couple of weeks. Um, and uh, the reason why is simply we want to hire actors and we want to pay them a decent rate 
uh, for their work. Um, and there's some other expenses, you know, that come with hosting, as you guys well know, and um, yeah. other things like that. You know, so we're we're hoping that we can raise enough money to uh, pay some really talented voice actors to come work with us. Um, and then um, I, we're hoping to um, start production probably in July, and then hopefully have something out by August. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, I know I'm a few voice. I know a few voice actors. I can send your way. Awesome. Yeah. Um, um, I'll listen, I'll make sure that when we've got auditions, I'll make sure that I send you guys the information. You can pass that on to them. Yeah. Awesome. Some streamers I ran across that are voice actors and do video game work, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And yeah. 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 So yeah. I can like pass it along. He's he's a really good guy. So. All right. Um, as I say, uh, that's really cool. That you you know crowdfunding to make that kind of happen. And I agree with you. Like horror does have this. You know, I'm with you on the. I enjoy the 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 intense emotional horror, like The Conjuring or The House mm -hmm. on Haunted Hill, or yeah. just that deep, like that taps the inner core of your like senses a little bit. Even that, like you said, finds the deepest, darkest. Not even just with like the world, but you maybe even within yourself. That one moment yeah. of like true darkness that just makes you make sure the lights on when you walk into the room, just because you're not <laughs> exactly. sure exactly. what might pop out. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's and you already answered the question. On the, you, I was going to ask you when it came to um, the uh, the your sci-fi. Is there a connection to like more modern things that are happening that you're kind of pulling into? Because you brought up the idea of the governor and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, not asking too much into it, but I feel yeah. like there's a little connection to like just the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the book constellations. I I wrote it intentionally without any specific. Um, leanings or, or references to a political party or to yeah. a person because for me the story is less about politics and it's more about fundamental human compassion it's more about fundamental um it's about hmm. well i'm not gonna say i wasn't saying yeah. like you're pointing to one one group or society or like one party i'm just saying yeah. in like general I, I, I social studies and i believe that a lot of things that are kind of going on there's a lot of division and tying and separation yeah, yeah. in the world around the world not just in our little sure corner of the globe yeah that you do kind of see in the bring in that concept of there is a division out there there's a problem there's a there's an issue you know, the governor could be the governor or it could be your boss at work or it could be, yeah. Yeah. you know, the president of the United States or the, the representative of the UN. Like it could be anybody that you're pulling it to. And I just, you know, I think to see that kind of connection a little bit just from yeah. your conversation. I don't know if you were thinking that or if I'm diving way too deep down that hole. No, no. I mean, there's no question that the, the genesis for this story began um, over the past few years where... I started seeing that, you know, there, there's always been a tendency for human beings to be um, tribal and mm. insular and aggressive. Um, and, um, but it just seems to be magnified lately, you know, that um, it's, you, you're, people are waving the flags and they're not even sure what the flags actually mean anymore, you know? Right. Um, and I, I got really frustrated I got to a point in my life, this, I actually like swore off social media for like a year and a half. Yeah, exactly. Because, <laughs> because it was just bad for my mental health, you know? Um, and the only time, like I would try to post thoughtful posts about, you know, um, how I felt about what was going on in the world. 
And I realized that no one was listening. And the only people that were listening were the people that were already agreeing with me anyway. Um, and so I got, I got to this position where I felt really um, frustrated and helpless, you know? Um, and that's actually kind of where I, I got this idea is like, boy, wouldn't it be great if some superhero or entity or alien from another world came down and saved us all right yeah and of course but of course that's not going to happen right we have to have, the problem's going to have to be fixed by us um and so i started having this idea for the book of constellations you know about this kind of um savior entity figure right but yeah. the truth is is that you know even rail from my story realizes that he can't do it by himself that it's got to be a change that we as human beings make. Um, and we've got to, because if, if we don't figure out a way to get along, to care for each other, to value each other equally, to respect and empathize, and to quit judging and blaming other people and understand that we're all in this together, if we can't figure that out, I don't think we're going to survive as a society for very long. I mean, not like tomorrow. But, you know, I, I honestly wonder, um, I don't want to get too far off the deep end. Um, have you guys heard of the, the Fermi paradox? It's science fiction or science concept. Yeah, yeah yep. the Fermi paradox, which you know, the question is, you know, there ought to be tons of alien life out there, but we haven't seen mm -hmm. any evidence that there is. So where are they? And one of the answers to the Fermi paradox is, well, any intelligent species that got complicated enough to to actually have us a civilization died out. And they call that the great filter, that there's something that's filtering these societies away. And I'm part of me wonders in the back of my head, I'm not a nihilist at all, but part of me wonders if we're not heading for that filter. And if we can't figure out some way to, to get past our baser natures, I don't know if we're going to make it. And so Book of Constellations came out of me sort of trying to say, what can we do as a society to rethink and reframe um, and re-examine our world so that maybe we can figure out how to actually continue as people? Otherwise, I wonder if we're going to tear each other apart. Yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> I mean, just like, I, I, I go back to like when you say like, we have these, like when these people, like when they get so stuck in their tribe, I just go to like when they, when they had seen the governor and, you know, how close Rael was able to get to stage before. I mean, like, none of the people, like you said, they're all waving the flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Thinking, it's, thinking it's the American thing, but he's trying to, he's beelining for the, for the governor. And, like, nobody's noticing because they're so, you know, into their... Yeah, he's yeah. Jeremy's talking about a scene in the Book of Constellations where, where Rael has gone to a political rally and there's a speaker... Uh, he was speaking on the stage and rail walks straight up to it. And the thing is, is that the speaker has sort of whipped everyone up into a frenzy. Um, and as he says, they're not even paying attention. Um, and they're, they're not even paying attention to anything except that feeling of I'm part of this group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're not even really paying attention to what the speaker is saying. Um, so, um, and, you know, and the thing is, is that you don't have to look very, don't look too far to see that kind of stuff in our reality now. Um, well, no, and like you, uh, and just before that, those two uh, campers, you know, the guy, the older yeah. couple that they had talked to before, they had had a good conversation with Alex before. Like they were talking, and they're like, "Oh, you going to the rally?" Because they were going to go see the speaker at the rally, and they were just fine. They offered him breakfast, everything like that. 
the two two of the characters that were in there they were offering them and it was just like they were like hey they got along they talked and then as soon as they got there they were just kind of like they seemed like their camper and where they were at but they were focused on the like the flag waving and everything that as yeah. they could have gone up to them and had a conversation with them that I, I imagine that you guys and your listeners probably know people who have some beliefs about um, people that are maybe a little backwards or a little limited or a little um, um, on the hateful side. Yeah. And yet when they meet people on a one-on-one basis, none of that comes out. Yeah. You know? It just, it just, it's just, you know, people are people, but then when they, but then there's a disconnect and, and, and this is true for all of us, I think, and all human beings, there's a disconnect sometimes between the things that we think we believe and the things we actually practice. Um, that's just the way the human mind works. Um, and sometimes you got to stop and kind of really do some self-examination to figure that stuff out. Um, and that's, that's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. So, so to dive in this a little differently in a different way. I, when I was in college, I was part of a university fraternity mm-hmm. social group. Um, and my wife always jokes cause I'm older now that whenever I get together with the gentleman, I turn back to my 20 year old <laughs> self. And I try to do everything that I did back in my 20s. And then I fully regret it the next day. So I kind of get it from a different perspective of, you know, a little lighthearted way. But I totally understand that because, I mean, I'm with a group of people. We did stuff back in the day that we we like to go back and reminisce on. And sure, we all get together. We all do the same thing. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not 20 anymore. And waking up the next morning hurts <laughs> a lot more, especially when you have a two-year-old at home that just pokes you in the face the entire day. Oh, goes, absolutely. Why yeah. are you not getting off the couch? Yeah, we're, we're such creatures of habit, right? So you go back yeah. to familiar situations, you start doing the stuff you always used to do. Yeah. Um, and if you don't pay attention, you know, uh, that kind well, of stuff can even, up on you. Well, it's not even that. Just the, it's the group, too. The, the guys yeah. that I'm around, I just yeah. my language changes, my demeanor changes, Um you know, my wife says it's kind of funny to watch because you just kind of revert into this new mentality and I'm a group of people. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of an interesting thing. It's not just, you know, when you talk about political parties or riling up that it's like, you no, know, no, 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 yeah, smaller yeah. groups like that, just people you're around and do stuff with you kind of just reconform to that situation. You do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do. It's interesting. Yeah. Wow, we got D for a second there. That's fun. Yeah, uh, sorry. I, you oh, know, this, this is this is like I, 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 like I said. I, I've been I'm a professor for over 20 years. I get egghead real fast. No, I love so, it. I love it. I, I love like listening it. to it exactly. That's how I like get into that stuff. So it's good. I'm all in here, like just enjoying. I'm absorbing it. I love it. I've my I, I got my master's, and my professor at the time was like, it was online. So I'm sitting at home just after my first just turn one i just finished everything and the professor was like okay so we're gonna sign you up for your phd right now and as soon as he said that my wife poked his head and her head in the door she's like if you sign up for your phd you're getting a d divorce uh-huh. and i was like what uh-huh. <laughs> and he laughed i'm like give me a couple of years i'll come back don't worry <laughs> i i i do not doubt it believe me i i did get my phd but let me tell you that was the hardest thing i've ever done in my life yeah um and man so much stress it uh and your wife is smart uh yeah. it's it's gonna put it puts so much stress on your marriage too so um good on her yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she was like in my yeah, professor laugh i mean i just had a you know one year old at the time before we had her two-year-old and I was like, you know, he spent a lot of time sitting in a room listening to me babble about 
educational theory and thought. And uh, he knows a little bit more than I do, I think. But, <laughs> but it's fun. But I do enjoy these conversations like this. And I'm sitting here just like, this is interesting. I like this. Yeah, good. good. So, I don't get it as much anymore. Um, so when it comes to, I see you, you got that to produce that um, constellation going. You got the horror stories going. Um, what is your when? It, what is the probably the hardest thing that you came across getting started in this field? Because um, most yeah. of the stuff we do is we you know we deal with content creation. I mean, I'm a streamer and podcaster. Jeremy is a, a streamer light. I like to call him because he hasn't hit that live button in a while i'm gonna call okay. him out on that right All now right. here um and i you know i do stuff on tiktok and twitter and social media but like what was the hardest thing it for you i mean it didn't seem very difficult because she said i want to be an author and kind of just flowed into this audio oh my god no. <laughs> like what was the hardest moment for you did you like question the idea of i'm not, I'm not really an author now am i a, all um, the time so all the time let me tell you um, I, you know, I, I, I struggle with a bit of anxiety. I mean, I don't have as bad as some people do. Uh -huh. Um, but, um, you know, anxiety doesn't necessarily mean, uh, that you're shy or you're worried. It, it means that for, for my brain, um, my, I do, a, my brain sort of forces me to do a lot of constant personal surveillance, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's always introspection. It's always kind of trying to Doubt. weigh evidence. And it's always this slight, it's like, you know how that feeling you get when you're, when you think something bad's about to happen, right? And you're kind of waiting for it to happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you dial that back and just bring it down a little bit and put it in the back of your head. So it's like, it's not really, really urgent, but it's kind of there simmering the whole time. That's anxiety, right? That and it feels like to have that hum in the back of your head. And some days are better than others. But but what this does is this for me, um, uh, imposter syndrome is a real thing, right? Imposter mm -hmm. syndrome, this feeling that um, I'm a fraud, that I'm a fake, and that at any moment now people are going to discover that I'm just kind of uh, making things up as I go. And you know, the truth is, I think all of us, to a certain extent, are making things up as I go. So when you say dropping in to become a writer, it's like, no, I believe me. I, it took me probably six months of agony before I even made the decision to leave my job, and then it took like another six months. I was to for me to actually kind of figure out how to be a writer. And I'm, what I mean by that is, I mean get myself and train my brain to where I can get into the routine of actually producing the writing of um, getting the, getting um, myself to where I, I know how to put the work in. And it was almost like exercise. Like I would start off and I would say, you know, I would have these big plans. It's like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to write for four hours. I'll take a break. Then I'll write for four more. And I'm like, no, there's no way that's happening. Right. Uh, Cause I would, I would end up writing for, you know, half an hour. And then I'd freak out or I'd get tired or I wouldn't know what to write. And it became like exercise, right? So that every day I would just get up and I'd do the routine. And as you do the exercise, you get better at it and you can do it for longer and longer. And then you eventually, you know, you sometimes employ little tricks to get your brain to cooperate. Um, and uh, eventually those, you don't need those tricks anymore, right? Um, but um, 
that was just huge. And that's something I still struggle with. Like Book of Constellations is, is, is doing very well. It's very well received for an indie audio drama. And I'm very happy about that. Um, but I still have doubts. And that's not necessarily me just not feeling confident about my work. It's more about this, that um, it's hard not to compare. It's hard not to wonder. It's hard not to, especially when you, when you don't get a lot of feedback. Like I get some great reviews from people and I do get occasionally get comments like on Twitter, or I did get one completely unsolicited email that was very kind. So that kind of stuff is great. But you know, when you're a writer, you're writing by yourself and you don't get a chance to really get feedback, right? Until you're done. And then you're like, well, I like it. You know, then you hand it off to someone and hopefully they like it, right? Um, and audio drama is a little bit better that way, but it's still often a very solitary kind of thing. So finding that balance of just within myself of, um, you know, trusting the process, trusting mm -hmm. that if I give myself over to the process, something good will come of it. Um, and that's, that's tough. So you're telling me if I don't just grab a laptop, sit at the Starbucks and start typing, I'm not declared a writer at that point. No, but time, you right? will you will look like a writer, and oh, that's man. really what it matters, doesn't it? All that matters. <laughs> With your $7 coffee. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Look, everyone, I'm writing. I'm writing over here. Yes. Tapping away. I'm typing. Um, <laughs> I liked when you – so you brought up the idea of, like, the plans, and, I and like, you have all these grand plans and, like, the exercising that process – and like a lot of our listeners that do listen to our streamers, and they do stuff and they have those grand goals they put on their Twitter oh, yeah. and like, I'm going to get 400 followers. I'm going to get 75, blah, 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 blah. And I go through this huge list. And then, you know, I did fall for it. I thought I was going to get, you know, thousands of followers and do all this stuff. And then, you know, I hit that goal marker and I go, I'm going to do this in the next two months. And I, two months come up and nothing's achieved. Yeah. And, uh, okay. It's, it's tough, man. Um, you know, as a podcaster and you know, and then as um, audio drama too, we, we look at our downloads, right? You know, uh -huh. we can see how many people have, have downloaded episodes, um, you know, and sometimes, sometimes that's a nice experience. And sometimes it's just like, Oh, Oh my God, what have I done? What have I done my, wrong? My biggest back. trick on that. I now I go to percentages and countries. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this country is yeah. like, <laughs> I don't have to look at the numbers so much. <laughs> Cause yeah, yeah it's like yeah. some days you're just like, other days it's like man i get I text know. messages from jeremy hey uh somebody from uh Perguay just downloaded our stuff <laughs> yeah. i don't know how but they did from all over there i'm like okay that's cool we're breaking other countries let's do this um i guess yeah. one of the things that, one of the questions that i want to put out there with you is you know going from a professor role and then going into like okay i'm gonna go into become a writer that seems like a natural kind of pull sure. but going from a writer to audio yeah like was there a moment in that time when you thought like i'm failing as a writer so i'm gonna go and I, I i i failed here you know and i'm now gonna go in this is that like a negative turn in your mind or oh was right it like a positive you change you know what i'm saying like yeah did you like all of a sudden like i guess i guess i failed here to try to you know was that like a, a negative downturn well i think it was for me it was more of a chance to try to do something creative and new okay. right um uh and i think it also played to strengths i already had remember that um i was teaching theater already okay. theater and film so um I, I felt like when when i started really kind of thinking about well doing an audio drama and i was listening to all these great audio dramas um i was thinking 
Well, I, mean, I don't have the background for the technical stuff, right? Like I'm not a sound engineer, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like my voice acting is okay. And, and I feel like my writing is okay. Um, so two out of three ain't bad, right? Yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll jump in and see what I can do. Um, and then, you know, and when I did that, I think a lot of my, a lot of my background in understanding how stories unfold, how to tell a story, how to direct a show so that, you know, the audience's attention is, is directed. A lot of it doesn't apply directly because there's no visual element to it, but there is some, there is some, um, other things that go on like the use of music or uh, the use of pacing um, and then of course uh, acting and that sort of thing. So um, yeah, it, I don't think my switch to audio drama was less about, oh, I, my novel's not selling, let's do something else. It's more about um, I'm in this space where I'm gonna open myself up to um, whatever happens because I'm trusting the process will take me somewhere that's interesting and good, um, and we'll see what happens. Now, I say that and I sound very confident and cool, but believe yeah. me, like I said before, there's always that part of my brain that's going, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna crash and burn, you know? So it's, it's again, it's about trying to get yourself to trust. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the other thing it's, it's hard for me to do sometimes too, and you were talking about this with your in terms of like trying to get an X number of, of um, followers or you know streamers it's um you got to figure out why you're doing it you know mm. what your goal is i mean if your goal is if my you know if my goal were to get um you know a hundred thousand downloads in the first six months i clearly have failed right that's just not in the realm of possibility um but but uh if my goal was to um tell a good story that moves people and um, gets reasonable attention, you know, that shows that it has the potential to affect more than just a handful of people. That to me tells me I've made something at least uh, worthwhile, right? Mm -hmm. um, and that can be very satisfying as well. It's, you know, but it's always not a complete picture. It's never just like, oh, I've, and my, my other show, the, the first episode of, I, you know, I, often, I always ask people on that show, I say, how do you measure success? Because I think that tells a lot about why we do what we do is what are we hoping to get out of it, right? Is it the fame? Is it the numbers? Is it um, money, right? And, and I, I don't put on anyone for asking for money, right? I don't think, any, you know, num getting numbers is great. I think that is, uh, you know, I, I too would like to make money <laughs> doing this, right? Yeah. Um, but but it also helps us understand, I think, why we get into the pursuits that we do. I mean, unless you're like Joe Rogan, um, no one is going to get rich podcasting, right? I mean, that's just not, that's, you know, I, I say, you know, and that doesn't, doesn't mean I don't hold out hope one day that Wondery is going to call me up and say, Keith, come, we have a contract for you, you know, but at the same time, um, you've got to really prioritize what it is you want for yourself. Um, and what is the, what is the most reasonable expectation you can get? Um, and um, do it for that, as opposed to some other outside reason that maybe other people are doing it for mm -hmm. uh, that maybe not, maybe doesn't work for you. You know, yeah. I mean, if, if your decision is, I want to be a, a podcaster that gets a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand downloads a month. All right. 
that is going to require you to really do market research, um, pick a topic that's going to be very popular, um, spend a lot of money on production value, um, and put in a lot of hours to, uh, to produce a product that is popular, that may not be what you want or what gives you pleasure or what, um, uh, what satisfies you personally. Maybe it is, but you have to ask yourself that question, you know? Um, I think we have a good point too, is this one of those things where what can you control in your situation to make yeah. your goal happen? Sure. You know, the, when you have the followers or downloads, you're really not in direct control of that situation, unless you put yourself in that control situation by pop, you know, appearing to the masses. So it, it is a good concept to put out there is, just, you know, what can you control and, and do for yourself over what can you hope for to happen yeah absolutely so how i gotta ask you then so how do you measure your success oh my god i know you turned that <laughs> question out Come on, you had to see it coming i did um yeah um okay it's not a it's not a clear-cut answer um that's okay because it changes um and there are some days when getting a nice review um which tells me that someone's been moved um, and that I have, that someone else agrees with my, I think Book of Constellations is really good. I like it a lot. Yeah. I made it, I wrote it, I, I wrote it and I produced it and I did it the best that I could with what I had at the time, which is still pretty good, I think. However, hearing that someone else agrees with my own personal assessment, that's very fulfilling. Hearing that I've moved someone or that they've taken a, um, uh, that they, they found it, personally affecting that they evaluate they love it as art right mm -hmm. that kind of stuff some days that's all i need and i'm happy for that right and then there are other days when i'm going like well i really i really wish i need i need to get uh, my numbers up i need to get um i need to turn this into a book deal i need to do this that and the other right mm -hmm. um because again for me this is a career change not just a hobby right so uh, you know and and I understand that I've, I've been doing it for a, a book of constellations launched about a year ago. So I'm one year in and, you know, you have to invest into your own, into yourself for a while. And I get that. And sometimes it's a long haul kind of thing. Um, so some days it's about like, I wish I had more career milestones that I could notch up at this point. Um, but then some days it's just like, man, I, that was a great story. And I, people seem to like it and that's good. So I can't give you a direct answer. Um, no, that's, that's fair. That's a good yeah. answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, tying this a little bit this way, then, if you see yourself, you know, you're going to continue this process and growing and, and writing and yeah. collaborating, where would you want to put yourself in the next four years? Not five, yeah. four. four like years, if you had to yeah. put yourself in four years from now, yeah. where would you see yourself and hopefully want to be? So, one of the things that I told myself, uh, this is some advice that, I, that I've gotten around, is that um, when, when I left my career 20 years in academia, which, by the way, that's, that was such a huge, huge, scary thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I told myself is put yourself into this place, do your best work, and see what happens, and be open to possibilities, right? 
So rather than at that particular, I mean, I had some ideas, like I'd love to have a book deal. Um, uh, you know, I, I would love to, I would love for, um, to get, the, to, to take a comic book property and do the deal game and treatment, you know, just like here, Keith, here's a little, here's a superhero. No one writes about anymore. Reinvent them, you know, or yeah. something like that. That would be fun. Um, uh, but it, you know, it, it's apart from these kind of sort of rough ideas, I'm, I'm really trying really hard to kind of to like to say, all right, let's explore and find out where this is going rather than trying to say, I hope this path takes me to X. Now, having said that, um, I would love to have several um, well-received audio drums. I might want to be part of a network, right? A podcast network that might be good, right? Um, uh, I would love to have enough um, downloads that I can, you know, pay my bills uh, <laughs> instead of relying on savings. You know, um, I would love to, I would love to have a relationship with a, a, a literary agent uh, or a publishing company, right? Um, I would love to continue to do voice acting. So all of these things are sort of on the table, Um uh, and uh, I'm not sure where things are going to shake out, but I'm trusting the process will get me there or at least someplace interesting. And if, like you say, after four years, let's say I'm, you know, for whatever reason, it's not necessarily a personal failing, but the market is what it is. And, you know, arts being what they are, maybe things don't pan out. Well, you know, there's always another job. And at least I know for five years, I was doing my best and committing to something that I was enjoying and fully invested in and, that's not too bad, you know. No, I'm with you on that. I just I was kind of curious if you wanted to look, you know, a collaboration group like you want to keep collaborating. I so, absolutely would. Yeah. Like, um, I, you know, that's um, doing the solo work uh, I did for Book of Constellations was a practical decision, not, uh, not necessarily so much a, uh, a one where I was like, I'm going to do it all myself. It was more like I, I got no money. <laughs> so I got no experience. I got no, uh, I, I don't know anything about sound engineering or microphones or anything like that. So it was more like, what's something that I can accomplish for myself? Mm -hmm. And so I designed it that way. This new collaboration with, uh, with uh, MT Goins of Delivery Podcast is um, the first time I've really worked with another um, audio drama creator. And already I can see the benefits, um, different perspectives, different skills. Um, we're going to hire actors. So, you know, working with them, um, that's familiar territory for me, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a great opportunity. So yeah, I would love to be part of a network or I would love to collaborate or, um, you know, um, I'd like to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. Cause I just, from just looking at the, the, content creating media world that you know we are all in it's yeah. interesting to see that there's a there is a general trend about a year or two in you start seeing people starting to try to create groups and organize and things i was kind of mm -hmm. curious if that was something you're doing as well and i started seeing these different you know since the pandemic started watching streamers and they kind of now are evolving into these different little streaming teams mm -hmm. and streaming groups and yeah, this yeah, yeah. and that so it's just i don't outside source yeah. looking in type thing. It's kind of interesting to see it's about no. a two-year trend and it's kind of curious. <laughs> Some people have suggested I should start at my own network, but I don't know enough about marketing um, and the business side of that yeah. to consider myself an expert on that. However, I would love to be part of a network and can certainly learn the ropes and can contribute to that. So, 
Yeah, I'm game for that. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Yes, Jeremy, you have any other questions? Writing down um, a little bit here. I was gonna say, what's the? I would say, what's the, been the biggest surprise to you, good or bad, since you uh, started? You know, since you started, um, you know, this part of your journey. Um, I think the biggest surprise to me was how the audio drama world works in terms of audience. Um, like I, I, I understand that it's a, it's, it's a, it's a long game kind of thing. And then when you start off, you don't get the big numbers, right? It mm -hmm. takes time. Um, but I didn't really understand fully how, how much that is. Um, on my show, the first episode of, I interviewed the creator of um, I Love Lucifer. It was another audio drama, uh, Susie Singer Carter. Um, and she was telling me she's a she's an industry professional uh, industry professional in LA. She's um, a filmmaker, and uh, she was talking to me about audio drama. And she reminded me that audio dramas are not like movies, where there's a you know there's an opening weekend and then everyone comes and sees it, things like that. It's not like TV really either. With you know unless you're you know you some shows are regularly produced, but we're really more like Netflix. You know, where you put out a body of work and it sits there in the internet and it's always available as long as you keep paying your um, host provider. Um, and then people stumble over it and they discover it and then they listen to it and then they pass on the word to someone else. So, you know, when I started off doing Book of Constellations, I, I got low numbers at first, uh, like everyone. And that broke my heart because I was thought, you know, I had visions of being the next Night Vale, of course. But. <laughs> But no, but then I got over myself and uh, I, I kind of stuck with it. The numbers kept on going up, kept on going up. And then I got to the end of chapter one and I was like, okay, I'm going to take a break, uh, maybe work on a different project. And then I'm going to come back to this and do chapter two. But I started worrying that, you know, I'm not putting out content on a regular basis. Are my numbers going to go down? And whatever the reason is, um, I have, my numbers have held steady and actually increased uh, on a weekly basis since I started this whole thing, even though I have not been putting out new episodes for uh, since January. So um, that's kind of a surprise that when you, when you say that the, when you talk about audio drama and you think about the audience and, and it's a long game, it's a really long game that you just have to be patient. You just, you know, you just got to hang in there and wait for it. And if you make good product, and you can't leave it alone. You've got to get out there marketing. You've got to get out there and hustle, um, which is a pain in the butt sometimes. But, um, but you know, eventually people will discover it. And if they like it, they'll tell their friends. And the, the momentum will kick in and hopefully keep you going. Yep. That's, I mean, that's, how, I, that's how I came on it. I'm like, yeah. oh, let me see this and check it out. And yeah. I mean, I was happy to talk about it. You got to listen to this. I appreciate that. Honestly, yeah. um, you know, there's, there's um, the reason that so many audio dramas and podcasts and everything else and, and streamers too, right? It's like, right. what do you say at the end of every, every stream, you know, like, and subscribe and all that kind of stuff. Right. Is, and then of course is tell your friends, right. Yeah. Because we want to share that you got it. That's the best way to get yourself out there is word of mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, I can get on Twitter and I can get on Reddit and whatever, and I can advertise my show all I want. Um, but you know, really the, the numbers are going to come from people who like your show, telling other people who like your show too, that they might like your show. So mm -hmm. yeah. That's yeah, people trust, 
trust them their friends over some random guy on Twitter. Sometimes exactly. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Not all times. <laughs> and I, I do want to put out there I highlight one thing that you said though is you know when you're when you are providing constant content and quality content that will in turn bring in the views or the, yeah. the listeners or the subscribes and downloads. Yeah. So that's but, one thing that really should be highlighted. Yeah, the um the the conventional wisdom I hear about podcasts is um discussion podcasts is uh, dependability. Like whatever your schedule is, publish it regularly. Like if you're on a monthly schedule, if it's only once a month, great, but make sure you do it every month. You know, and if you're weak, Jeremy if you're does. Weak, yeah. yeah that's an idea. <laughs> no, that's that's exactly what you do. I mean, I will whatever like whatever I'm doing, like I will make sure that yeah, it gets podcast whether I take care of it early and auto it so it goes out yeah, or yeah. whatever. But no, you're right. I, dependability is a great call. No, it is. Cuz then your audience knows they can depend on you could and then then they're always there and then that's that's part of it. The the other thing by the way, I'll give you guys this advice. I'm not sure how this applies to unnecessarily streamers, but certainly to the podcasters, and this is what we're doing right here, is that um, the biggest boost in numbers that I've ever gotten is any time that I have collaborated or supported other shows. Mm -hmm. That comes from being on, on a show like yours, or it could also be um, guest voicing on, like I've done a guest voice on the, uh, the, the podcast, um, uh, Omega Star 7. And so, you know, uh, that, that's a big, the, and, and honestly, the other thing that I do that gets me the most attention is I advertise other people's audio dramas is that I, I, I have them on my discussion show. I, on Twitter, I put out the names of, uh, when someone asks for podcast recommendations, I put out the names So here are some shows that I really like. Um, and I write reviews and I leave them there and honestly supporting other people in the, in the community pushing people towards other people gets you the attention as well. And it's a win-win. So I was going to say, I'm about to ask you if you can, you know, maybe give me a little bit of a tag for uh, my stream. Cause man, your voice has got me captivated. So. <laughs> sure, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> you say? No, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Oh. So yeah. I'm sitting like, man, maybe I'll hit you up later. We'll have conversations, but um but yeah, I'll leave no, the room. No. <laughs> yeah. Jeremy, please leave us alone for a second. Thank you very much. Um, no, but I mean, everything first. you said was that you got to buy me dinner first. Okay. <laughs> McDonald's, it is. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a teacher. I got nothing in my pocket. I know. It's, it's sad. I, I'm, I'm married up. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you like your last piece of wisdom. Uh, for the evening before we let go is you know what's your if you had somebody that is starting a podcast mm. or deciding to to dive into the audio drama world i guess you say that one or just any kind of media that is yeah. done this way what is your like one line of advice you would probably yeah that's there. that's tough um condense okay, everything so, you've said so far into one line please thank you oh my gosh okay um <laughs> Find the story you're passionate about and tell it as best you can. There you go. I like that. That's perfect. I like that, a lot. that fits a lot of current. That fits a lot. I like that. Yeah. Well, Keith, thank you for coming on to with us tonight. 
Uh, you know, thank you guys. This was a really fun conversation. Um, I'm I'm very happy to have been here and uh, happy to 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 meet Jeremy face to face and yeah. to meet you too, Alex. And awesome. <laughs> And I'd listen, I, I would appreciate it. Um, just if your listeners are interested in any of my shows, um, you can, uh, Book of Constellations is available at bookofconstellations.com. And the first episode of is available at thefirstepisodeof.com. And The Love Talker will be funding soon. And you can go to thelovetalker.com right. and check all those out. Um, and um, I, I, uh, I, I hope people will enjoy the show and I hope that they'll listen and um, um, and let me know or let let these guys know um, whether you like it or not so, definitely and we'll, and we'll put everything in uh, you know in the description as well of all your awesome. guys, all your stuff too so but yeah like alex said yeah thank you for coming on it's been awesome you know i started pulling yeah. that stuff i like the conversations i've heard i think a lot of people that i jump in my streams i will enjoy it so i'll probably slide them in there as well so hey i really appreciate that thank you yeah all right thanks um thank all right very well, much yeah, let's say that's up. Let's sign off. Yeah. All, all right. right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for uh, listening. Um, have a uh, great night. Like I said, be sure to check uh, W. Keith Tim's out, uh, his stuff. We'll put it in the uh, description for the episode, and uh, you won't be disappointed. And as we said before multiple times, and as Keith said in here, you know, pass our show on to others. Let them hear the greatness that we have. Um, and we appreciate it every inch of that. And, you know, leave a comment, leave a like share it it's all good for us all right, all right. let's have Thanks. a great night everybody yep see you guys thanks potatoes <laughs>